Welcome to Spoiler Alert. Ooh, a weekly talk radio show for movie lovers. As always, please beware of spoilers, otherwise you may find out that Michael didn't actually die. So stop turning around, dang it. That's right, this week we're discussing Halloween movies. I'm your host, Sean Dunham, and I'm so happy to be back after this week after going dark last week. Unfortunately, Sonia is still bopping around Greece, and Jeremy's using his toddler as a ploy to get candy from strangers, which means I have two... Beautiful. Oh, no. First, I have for the second time on our show, Christy Zoltzman. Hello. Or should I say, Cripsy Ghostman? Oh, yes. Our second guest. (laughs) Our second guest was appearing for her first time, and it's the talented and charming Allie King. Hi. Or should I say, Scaly thing. Oh, that was bad. That's me. <laughs> pretty bad. I'm so sorry. Well, you do have that bad skin. <laughs> um, it's such a pleasure to have you both here during this very ooky spooky show. Uh, we are hashtag Squad Ghouls. Um, now we should stress <laughs> that Halloween movies are different than horror movies because a lot of the movies we're not talking about will not be scary because we're all widow babies. <laughs> yes. I presume. <laughs> oh, big time. <laughs> you guys. Let's talk Halloween. What's your relationship? Do you love it? Are you annoyed by it? Um, I'll yeah, I don't care for it. So this is probably not <laughs> the episode for me to be on. Um, <laughs> I don't do a movie. Yeah, I like a Halloween movie, I guess. Not even really that much though. <laughs> um, I don't I don't like dressing up. I don't like people on Halloween. Mm-hmm. They're foolish. <laughs> I, whatever you mean. <laughs> <laughs> They're just out of control. They are. They are. Allie, do you like a Halloween? You know, I do. I love it. Um, I grew up in England, so... And we don't really... We have Halloween, of course. You know, um, it's, it has a pagan tradition, but it's not... Um, quite the thing that it has become in North America. So, um, but I always really liked kind of spooky things and witches growing up. So I, I think I've always been a bit of a Halloween fan. Uh, and we also have um, Guy Fawkes Night on the 5th of November around this time of year. So that's typically what we Brits oh, yeah. uh, kind of get excited for. So it's been nice to move to Canada and like participate in Halloween stuff. You guys get like a double whammy. You get a Halloween. Sure do. And then you get a Guy Fox. We do. Which is the real horror, like burning a person at the stake. <laughs> you know, that's that's the it's true horror. Much spookier. Yeah. <laughs> um do you get to make a Guy Fox mask of that is individualized? Or do you have to stick with the main <laughs> Well, typically what we would do, you you burn a guy. So you make like a pyre and you burn an effigy. Um, so that, yeah, there's like typically no dressing up for Guy Fawkes. But, um, That's spooky. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dark. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into some Halloween movies. Um, and should we just begin with uh, the greatest Halloween film of all time in a very cult classic-y way? Uh, Hocus Pocus? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, let's get to it. Um, Allie and I watched it last night. Or wait. Monday yeah. night. Monday night. After okay. I hadn't seen it for about five years. But before that, I watched it uh, every second day for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell it really. I can see its influence. <laughs> the influences are a real. Really Kathy and Jimmy over here. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen it in probably 20 years. 20? Yeah, I like I watched it as a kid when it came out, and then probably never again. Um, maybe for the people that might not know, Hocus Pocus is a 1993 film. Um, it was not a critical nor a commercial success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody really loved it. It's a, a Disney film, but it's an odd Disney film in that it opens uh, with the murder of a young girl, uh, and then right after is the hanging of three women. <laughs> And then uh, sprinkled with the uh, a cat being run over and then swelling back to life. And it's very creepy. It's got some great anim- 90s animatronics. Yes. yes. Um, it's about... Uh, okay, so a, a family from L.A. moved to a small town in Salem who is obsessed with the Sanderson sisters, which is a folklore... And uh, if you don't believe in it, the entire town shames you <laughs> publicly. <laughs> a very reasonable reaction. Um, who Thora Birch is a young Thora Birch is in it. 
She has the best line delivery. Uh, she's the best child actress. And um, who else is in it? Oh, you said the other... There's Max, who was almost played by Leo DiCaprio, which I was researching today. Yes. Which would have been great. Um, and then the other... But he, he, took, he took the role in Gilbert Grape, right? Right, which he turned it down for Gilbert Grape. Ultimately, a better movie for Leo. <laughs> well, you never know. Look where Omri Katz ended up. <laughs> um, also, Allie was familiar with Omri Katz because she was like, oh, he's from... Erie, Indiana, uh, oh. cult, iconic TV show of my youth, yes. and you know probably my first one of my first crushes, early crush for Ali King. A great, Erie, Indiana is a great show, TV show. It was. We watched the credits with Sean just to give him a flavor. He it was a little too spooky for me, but I did. I would test the waters and watch an episode every once in a while. Um, I didn't even really like. The credits were like your neighbors, Elvis Presley, or like, Bigfoot's taking out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was scary. <laughs> um, how exactly does living in England, a show about an, a small town in Indiana, make its way to you? Well, it, I'm baffled that it made its way to me, but it didn't make its way to you. But you know, that's how that's how culture goes. Sometimes we, we got this funny right trickle down of you know American shows. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it was it's a it's a great TV show. I would revisit it in a heartbeat. I think England's probably more of a cultural hotspot than small town Saskatchewan. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Film Just, Saskatchewan uh, had everything being funneled towards it. Yeah. Uh, I got into a white leg pants ten years after everyone else did. <laughs> You're still wearing. Them. I still have the largest pants in the world. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Hocus Pocus was also directed by uh, camp legend Kenny Ortega. Oh, oh my and, you, and it shows. It really does. Oh, it shows. He directed <laughs> uh, Newsies and the high school musical trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. he also did the um, choreography for Dirty Dancing and Fair Spieler's Day Off and tours for Cher, Gloria Estefan, and Michael Jackson. Oh, what a CV. And he also did the choreography for Xanadu, I think. Oh. I think I read that. Yeah, this is a prestige gentleman. Yes. <laughs> How old was he? <laughs> he was like twenty. <laughs> he he did he has a, a storied C V and uh in my opinion like uh, the perfect person to direct this like camp fest. My only quibble is that there is not really any dancing. He should have definitely put his his suits to work. They oh I guess they don't show a lot of it, but like a whole plot point is the parents not being able to stop dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a spell cast. Mm -hmm. but to dance, dance, dance until you die. And Bette does that great number. That's a really good number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this year is the 25th anniversary of Hocus Pocus. And I think that she, I was reading somewhere that she pulled off, she did this number at, I think there was, um, ugh, they, do a, a, they did a screening in the Hollywood Cemetery or something. Where, uh, ooh, who Thora Birch made a speech, and then uh, Bette Midler uh, did a little a little song. Oh, what a <laughs> dream! I don't know why we don't live there. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream! No, she's so well cast in that role, and um, she looks like she's having so much fun. Like, if nothing else, I'm just thrilled this movie was made so Bette Miller could have, like, the time of her life. Yeah. Riding around on a broom and singing and Over just, a Spell like, on You. And just, like, chewing the scenery so hard, like it was popcorn. She's, oh. like, every line is the most over-delivered line you've ever oh. heard. <laughs> <laughs> she makes a meal of every single word. And it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, honey. She does. She keeps eating. <laughs> um... And also, uh, Catherine and Jimmy is in it in a full, like, um, like, Bell's palsy of the entire movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Just> no. like, <laughs> it's palsy real she realness. She slack mouth the entire time. <laughs> um, and that's commitment. That's method. <laughs> She's great. She's my favorite one. When she gets the vacuum for her broom. 
like, Winnie. <laughs> yeah, she kind of gets all the gags. She's yeah. like the full. She's twin. the dumb one. Oh, there's the sexy one. There's this like brassy one, and then there's the dumb one. Oh, so of the three of us. <laughs> oh, Sean. Who's <laughs> <laughs> Anderson's sister? <laughs> Just kidding. This is cruel. I know. I don't want to be hit with... <laughs> I know you're going to make me the Kathy, Kathy the Jimmy. <laughs> you, uh, you could be bet as well, because I feel like maybe I've got Kathy. <sighs> We've all got the We're Kathy. all the Kathy. <laughs> We're all the Kathy. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> it's also not great to be the Sarah Jessica Parker either. No. I guess she's hot. And she has a beautiful voice. Yeah. That l- sings children to their death. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I uh, was telling Allie while we watched it, I revealed that I used to um, just ride a little mop in my basement and also just softly sing that song. With your little t-shirt <laughs> wig on. Yeah, my, my yellow t-shirt over my head. <laughs> oh, I love it. I know. Um, also, another fact I was reading about that is that the role that Bette Midler plays was originally written for Cloris Leachman. Oh, who also probably could have nailed it. Yeah. I believe. I don't know who that is. I'm betraying my ignorance here. Oh, how dare you betray I, it? I'm so embarrassed. I should leave. I should be on this show. Oh, she is um she's in Young Frankenstein. Okay. She is in She's Malcolm in the Middle's grandmother. <laughs> 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 she's got Ooh, the chops. It's to reduce an actress chops. to these roles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was in, um, oh, what's the sitcom where she throws her hat in the air in the credits? In the Mary Tyler Moore? She's in the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's some pedigree. She's got pedigree. Okay. Yes. And uh, she was on Dancing with the Stars as well. <laughs> and she was like 80 <laughs> oh, years <yes>. old. <laughs> and she was doing the splits and she was really going for it. <laughs> Anyway, so, spoiler alert, loves Cloris Leachman. Let us be known. <laughs> Just hard to remember what she's in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her, but I don't know her. Do you know who else was in this movie? The zombie. The guy that played the zombie oh, yeah. oh. is the same guy that played the fish man in Shape of Water. <gasps> He's got what? range. How old is he? <laughs> He's, like, not that old, I don't think. Like, maybe in his 50s. Whoa. He's always wearing prosthetics it's not he like must be can... uh, an interesting looking man he is to always slap him in prosthetics actually he must be a great body actor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by body language <laughs> i like that zombie he's my yeah, favorite he's character great. and he slits open his mouth and a bunch of dust flies yeah all the moths yeah um, okay, well, stamp of approval. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, did it, does, no. it hold, does it hold up after all these, after 25 I, years? It's I not. didn't think it was that good. Um, this is the thing, is that I could, I say, every line. You could. Yeah. You have been waiting 25 years to watch this yeah, movie with I me and recite it. I was Billy with my mouth sewn shut until I watched <laughs> it with you. But it, it didn't hold up as much um and also uh bet miller just said some like really crazy things on twitter that was like coloring my opinion a bit oh Oh, no yeah it was it was rough maybe just read the uh the news article she she says some words that i cannot say on radio Uh, oh no i know about the movie or just no just about um i like about black people But it was tough. It's real tough to see. Yikes. So, um, yeah, there was that. And also just, like, um, the the main actress, uh, Vanessa Shaw, spelt V-I-N. Vanessa, please V-I-N. pronounce V-I-N. it. Vanessa, thank you. <laughs> she was weak. Uh, you said... Hillary Swank-alike. She, she was the Hillary Swank. <laughs> Hillary Swank, like, steamrolled her and took... Took all her roles. Yeah. Took all those great roles. Yeah. She really stunned. Yeah. yeah, she was she was a little bit of a weak character, but Thora Birch was like She's so good. Wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. Um And she introduced us to the word Yabos. 
which I <laughs> never forget. Well, it was like, did anyone else find it sort of like strangely sexual? Like there was, they must yeah. have said the word virgin like 15 times. And he, Max was very like, Okay, I get it. Like, I get you guys. <laughs> I actually, um, I went on this um, Christian, uh, like, family review uh, website, and they had th- these uh, some amazing reviews of this film, I like, from these, like, one. highly conservative people. <laughs> this really good one I sent Sean today. Oh, yeah, this one. Okay, so this is um, written by Jackie Days. She says, uh, oh, it's Jackie. not for kids or adults. <laughs> it's so no one. <laughs> very sexual in talk, various in caps, some of which is talking about nudity and private parts. <laughs> Loved it growing up, but now that I know what it's talking about, I was very shocked and had to turn it off. It's not for kids nor for adults either. She so says that. It contains sexy stuff. That several times. It's not for adults. I, what do you mean they talk about private parts, Jackie? Yeah, I think they just talk about the yabos. Oh, the yabos. Yeah, that's I it. I guess that's him. Yeah. Well, one, one yabo and, one Kath, yabo and Jackie's and, out. And Jackie's down. <laughs> <laughs> what is Jackie watching? Oh, I, I judge to think. I don't want to hear Jackie. Yeah. Um, don't reach out to Jackie, anyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's move on from Hopo. Um, have you guys seen the original Halloween? Uh, I only feel like I should bring this up because it's inescapably in this show's purview about movies, <laughs> about Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. I've never... No, are you kidding? I don't care for scary movies. I did watch five minutes of Halloween 5 maybe the other day. Halloween 5. That uh, that whole series is a disaster. Yeah. There's like... They're all named Halloween. They all are just like Halloween colon like... A broom, or like just the weirdest doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and aren't both the recent remakes just called um, Halloween? Again? Many of them are just called Halloween. Ugh. I don't. Except for H two O. Halloween H two O. Halloween twenty. Oh, <laughs> but it was, but it's called H two O. Okay, <laughs> I thought like a body of water played yeah. like a really central role. It's like the this. body of water puts on the mask and becomes <laughs> great Michael performance Myers. from the body of water in that movie. That water got nominated. Oh wow! <laughs> um, yeah, I watched Halloween with um, some pals because I was very frightened, but I felt like I should. Um, it's in 1978. It is um, a film about how a boy develops a lifelong fetish for babysitters. Um, it opens with a really great jack-o'-lantern credit sequence, actually. It just slowly zooms in. And then it goes right into a POV murder of a sexy teen and then just keeps slaying these sexy teens the rest of the show. So is was this kind of like the archetype for all horror movies of that? I believe like, it started Olympics? some slasher stuff. Right. And also, it was an archetype for a lot. I was like, I've never really felt, you know, it's like um, a trope that people are like, don't go in there, why are you turning around, like blah, blah, blah. And I've never really feel like that in horror movies. But then as I was watching this, I was like, this is like the beginning of people being like, you are acting so terribly dumb. And yeah, Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is a very frumpy 18-year-old. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she's a babysitter and she has two really mean friends who constantly saying mean things about her but she hangs out with them anyway um and she is getting attacked by mike myers she does like she can barely defend herself she hides in flimsy like closets she um yeah she's only the final girl because she's lucky she pokes him with a wire hanger in the eye and then he just immediately collapses And she thinks what? that she killed him, which is ridiculous. Oh, honey, that's not how mad it And then she just crawls out of the closet and lies basically on top of him. Like, lie, like sits next to him, collapses near a door later. Like, she just will not leave him alone when he falls. And then she's like, ah! Like, surprised every time he keeps getting up. Ugh, oh, Jamie Lee, why are you so obsessed with oh, me? I know. I'm like, get, like, just get moving. Like, get, get out, out of some there, feet kid. <laughs> Leave the house. She won't even leave the room that he falls in, ever. It happens like three times. It's very annoying. That's frustrating. It is. And um, there's another girl, her friend Annie. There's like a very suspenseful scene uh, where she, but in retrospect, you realize that Mike Myers is like not even a part of the equation, but she like gets locked in a 
in the laundry room, and then she tries to crawl out of a window and gets stuck. But he doesn't have anything to do with it. She just is like dumb. It's just her own her own foolishness. Like, foolishness. <laughs> That's and then the he just kills horror. her later in a different scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this bummer teenage girl is a real dolt. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say about Halloween. But it was not actually very frightening because it is very, it's old. And you, goofy. But old, it's real goofy. There are some older movies that are so scary. I know, but this one is very goofy. Yeah. Like, uh, just... A, POV, a lot of POV killing, where it's just yeah. like you see a hand like drifting, like a <laughs> like a mannequin's hand, and just like <laughs> and the victim doesn't defend themselves, and they just cover their bosom and just like yell until someone kills them, and that's just it's not great. Um, okay, are there any films that fit into this Halloween category that you didn't think would have <laughs> while doing research for the show? What I'm mostly trying to set up. I'm here? mostly trying to set up uh, picnic. Picnic. We did watch picnic, it, which is about Labor Day. Yes, but inexplicably is about something. Halloween somehow. Yes, but just because of Queen Niwala. Yes, and their chant, their creepy chant. Which um, all you smart people might know that Niwala is Halloween backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah picnic is a 1955 uh rom-com dram um that was nominated for six oscars it was including best picture it won two for set deck um and editing and the theme for picnic reached number one on the billboard charts that year so you would what? think it's a crazy amazing movie uh which christy and i thought it's and then, crazy and we went to watch it <laughs> And it was really, it was a nut, nutty movie. It's, yeah. Well, well, it's, what's the plot and, and who is in it? Okay. It's about um, a drifter, rolls into this sleepy town uh, to look up an old college friend. Um, and then while he's there, he like, the rest of the town's folk are getting ready for the picnic, which is very, it's kind of eerie in the way they're doing it. It feels like the lottery, kind of. It does. They they're all, all just like, we're better get ready for the picnic. You've the never been picnic. to the picnic? <laughs> yeah, so they be, they are all getting ready for this picnic. He meets a young Kim Novak. She is a 19-year-old uh, attractive gal that's like the toast of the town, pretty much. They're yeah. all laud how beautiful she is and how youthful she is. <laughs> she looks... 30. <laughs> she, she's a hard 30, but she actually is yeah, only so like She's only like 22. 20. Yeah. And yeah, that's tough. And she she has a little sister who is like a smart girl. Um, Baby and, genius. Well, she's like 17. She, she is. And she she's also... She's going to go to college. Yeah. And she's the toast of the family in that way. Mm -hmm. But the, the little sister also has some anger issues. Oh, yeah. She threatens to kill people many times. <laughs> she could be medicated. Spooky. <laughs> um, anyway, so this drifter comes into town. He goes to the picnic. He falls in love with this 19-year-old. He's, like, 45. He's he's literally, <laughs> I think the actor is 37. He is a road-hard-like man. Yeah. He looks rough. Um, so this is me to the picnic? Me too, <laughs> Colin the picnic. <laughs> he actually is initially takes the younger sister to the picnic. Oh, he takes the seventeen. Lovely, yeah. yeah, lovely. And then they um, they find romance doing a sassy little dance. Yeah, by the beer, <laughs> which the entire townsfolk watch. After okay, I'm so sorry. We watch the picnic, which is a montage of a million picnic activities. Which looked fun. It was about an hour of like a child eating a pie, <laughs> then a child riding in a three-legged race. Then, and then a shot of just a baby laughing. Yeah, they were trying to show us how bucolic and like fun this mm -hmm. picnic was, and they really hit it home. And then she is crowned the queen of Neowala, um, where the town watch her float down a barge in the middle of a stream, <laughs> and I'll just chant... Neowala <laughs> in a very spooky way. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, very 
abrupt change from the like frivolity the of the picnic. Really and then, ooh. Um, and then so then he's him and the queen of Neowala seduce each other. Oh, but then a uh, school teacher character. She's a spinster school teacher. <laughs> she drunkenly tries to come on to him, and he turns her down. And then she uh, berates him publicly. Rips his shirt. Yes, rips his shirt. When we meet her, also, she's walking around. Um, she moisturizes her face for about a half an hour oh, to film. With, like, pure lard. Like, just the greasiest. <laughs> with, like, a cup of moisturizer. <laughs> yeah. And just greens. constantly trying to rub it in. Yeah. To no like, avail. <laughs> your skin is not going to accept it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what else is there to say about it? Yeah, she just has these gobs of product on her face. And I had we had to leave before the very end. Yeah. But I looked up on Wikipedia what happens. And basically... Uh, she never gets the cream in. The queen of Neowala. <laughs> the cream gives just up sits her, on her skin. Gives up her um, the rest of her life and goes to meet this 37-year-old drifter. And they run away together. Who plays the drifter? Do you know? William Holden. Okay. Yeah, I don't really know They just him. go drifting on the... Riding the rails? Yeah. And on Wikipedia, the only thing, the first thing I saw that is he died by sanguination. Exsanguination. Exsang What's that? How do you say it? Exsanguination? Is it? Because it's not like being full of blood. No, it it's having your blood, of blood drained from you. Yeah. <laughs> and he, that happened to him by being drunk and falling and smacking his head on the side table and then just bleeding out. This was the character. No, this, no, was this is the, the real man. Like the actor. Oh. It was a terrible oh, horror, Hollywood death. It was a really Sad. terrible Hollywood <laughs> okay. death. It was, yeah. Well, um, picnic, ladies and gentlemen. There is no picnic, surprisingly. No, it was just a lot of dramatic overacting. Well, not over, but everything was crazy. It did make me, right after that, um, Kim Novak did Vertigo, and I oh, yeah. have not seen, but... I feel like it was a way better choice for her. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what was the... Why was the town called Halloween? The town was not called Halloween. It was just like this weird festival that they attached to the picnic. And that's why it came up in our search for Halloween. Yeah. But, like, oh, Niwala, Halloween backwards. It must be a Halloween movie. Okay. There's no other mention of Halloween in okay. the movie. False advertising. Yeah. False mm -hmm. advertising. That's good, though. I liked it. It was long. All right, we should uh, let you all think about that. I think it's time to listen to our word from our sponsors. Trick or treat yourself to a bathroom break and a Kit Kat and hurry back to where we'll be talking more Halloween movies with Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert with Sean Dunham and my special guests, the resting witch face herself, Christy Zoltzman. <laughs> and we're coming straight out of coffin with Allie King. Oh, oh Sean. Uh, these pants. These I know. Pants, Sean, you're also, him. right before this, Christy <laughs> burned right into I the didn't burn my yawn. No, I didn't know what bodily function that was. It was something. God, you made me sound so disgusting. <laughs> Christy's got her shirt over her stomach and is itching her belly button. <laughs> Sean! Um, okay. Uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah. So we'll be back talking Halloween films in a moment. But first, we're going to play a little game lovingly called The Game. Um, Jeremy found, somehow found time in his busy sketch to send me a title of a film. Uh, so we're going to try and guess it and see what it's about. Um, if we're anywhere close, we win. But that has rarely been the case. And it might not be now. <laughs> so this week's movie title is Cube. 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 I... Cannot give you the the. Uh, you can't even give the year. I cannot give you the year. No. Wow. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Do you have? I Shall I? <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Do you have a thing, Allie? I have a th I have an idea. What do you got? I got an idea. Um. Well, probably because I spend my days in a office cubicle. Oh, I'm thinking that this this Halloween movie is set in an office. It's all, you know, it's a, in the great tradition of office movie tropes. Mm. Um, but it's a Halloween movie, so it's like it's a and Cube has like a serious tone. 
one syllable. It's not cubicle. No. It's it's a single syllable. There's like a gravity. There's a weight there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this is like a movie that's set in an office cubicle, and it's like maybe a mystery, like suspenseful th- thriller. Um, I'm thinking maybe that there's like um, clues hidden in the partition walls. Oh. <laughs> uh, like a um, hand floating in a Culligan jug. <laughs> office darkness. Just, yeah, some just some office darkness, some office, uh, you know, when was the last great office horror movie? It's maybe this time for This is maybe a new genre. Um, and uh, maybe the office occupant is kind of drawn into like some kind of mysterious web um, after uh, after joining this this new Job uh, and and finding these like kind of clues hidden in 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 and around this cubicle cube 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 into this cube. (laughs) Um, I guess that it is about a man who gets a job in a car crushing yard, um, and he feels as if he's being haunted, um, and is especially disturbed by the cubes of crushed cars littering the yard. He grows suspicious of his employers, a man and a wife, and investigates further and finds out that they're a couple that's been crushing cars that are full of their enemies and uh, are using it to cover their disappearances. And the ghosts assist the man in bringing them to justice while he narrowly avoids being cubed himself. Oh, that is a fleshed-out story, Sean. It is. Wait, it's the ghosts of the people or the ghosts of the cars? The ghosts of the people. (laughs) There's people in the car. But it should have been ghosts of the cars. (laughs) No one ever ever thinks about the cars. It's like cars, but dark. (laughs) Um, Okay. Lights flash at night. Uh... Mine is a true horror horror film, and it's just three hours, a single shot, watching a man try to solve a Rubik's cube, oh and just God. as he gets, just as he's about to like set the last one in place, he turns it wrong and screws it all up again, and it just goes on and on like that forever. Christy, that is a ter- terrifying <laughs> art film. <laughs> I'll make it. Um, Great plot. That is, the real thing is timing it someone to do a Rubik's Cube in exactly three hours. Well, yeah, I guess. People can do it in like three minutes. I know, but then they have to improv. It's, it's probably harder. Yeah. Improv Rubik's improv, scene improv, yeah, for a while. Screwing it up and getting it back. and um, so, well, There's holes in the plot, I guess, Sean. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for pointing that out, Sean. Hey, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's a challenge for an actor. But people are up for it. Meryl could do it. This is about... So this is actually a 1997 Canadian sci-fi horror film. It follows a group of people as they cross industrialized cube-shaped rooms that are rigged with various traps to kill. A remake is in development. <laughs> Ooh. Do we get points for being... I guess no no one was anywhere near close. <laughs> we all get points. It was uh, scary. It was very scary. Uh, this segment is sponsored by RPL Film Theater, the greatest film for the smallest monies in the city. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What else we got to talk about? Chrissy, what did you watch this week? What did I... I watched um, The Witches of Eastwick last night. The best. Uh, yeah, you want to talk about Hocus Pocus being a perverted film. That one is filthy. Oh. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the cherry scene. Oh. That also... Uh, my, um, on my short list of Halloween costumes this year. Um, which one? That's the cherry... The cherry, the cherry moment. Pit. The cherry yeah. lady. Wow. Or just the pit. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just a single pit. Just the pit. <laughs> yeah. It's really, pit yeah, it's a real thinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cherry pit. Come on, I need, I know this. If you'd somehow made a deluge of cherries down oh, your gosh. Front, that would be uh, quite skilled. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. That's the next year. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I have not watched that for a while, but I have I convinced the f- the fatted gals to watch it because they're basically those three they are and I'm, I just feel like they could definitely do a costume like their hair colors you mean yeah yeah <laughs> they just need to um as as the film goes on their hair gets more and more curly and like yeah it starts up like tied up yeah and, and then that one scene where they're looking out a window and it just fills the entire like wall <laughs> of like <laughs> Hair There's a lot of hair in that film. There is. The more power they have, the more hair they have. Well, that's how it works. That is how it works. <laughs> Don't you know? Christy says his hair is filling the room <laughs> right now. Uh, no, I just love, I love Cher's body of work. 
Oh. She's incredible. She's made great choices. Yeah. And everyone, she continues to be. Uh, yeah, re- most recently, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> Which uh, I was so, I was like, oh, Cher's in this movie. I'm going to love it. I'm watching it and watching it. It's terrible. And she's not even in it until like the last five minutes. Well, like addendum, it is terrible. <laughs> it's uniformly terrible, but it's completely redeemed by that final number when everyone steps out of character. Meryl's alive again. Thank God. I mean, it's a true miracle. Well, Meryl is, it is, a, Meryl she, is alive. The, in the third act, she rises again. <laughs> she, she rose. Um, and like, and Cher like leads everyone in an incredible yes. song. That yeah, that number was the best. It really and was. I just want one of those outfits. I know. Did she release her album of Albacore? Oh, she did. She, did. she did. certainly did. Um, oh, it was. It don't was shoot. It was you, a little rough. Did honestly. you watch that video where they set her cover of um, Super Trooper to the end of Titanic, and it just lines up so perfectly? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a must-watch. <laughs> I'm watching that. Right I recommend. Now. <laughs> Um, also this week, you and I watched Practical Magic. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a heck of a film. It is a quite the film. <laughs> so have you I ever get, seen Practical I Magic? I have. Family? It's been a while. It's about a family of witches who, um, if they fall in love with a man, he will die an untimely death. So sad. So that's just how they set the scene. Then they fall in love constantly. <laughs> they never <laughs> <And> stop. <laughs> never stop killing men with their love. <laughs> Which, um, and Diane Weist and Stalker Channing are old witch ants, oh, which is the best roles for they're them. They're the best. Yeah. They should be playing them. Um, as an aside, I have been showing everyone the photo of Diane Weist performing <laughs> as a rock. monologues that dress as a rock <laughs> in New York City. Wonderful. <laughs> which is um, what I want for my golden years. <laughs> um, and also that movie is just a bunch of dark montages of like um where they kill like the one where they kill nicole kidman's murderous boyfriend and then they bring him back to life and then he tries to kill them and then they kill him again and then and then he comes back to life and it's just the cycle continues forever maybe not forever but well they eventually do when they do their little witch coven Oh, with yeah. the neighborhood women. The, they use... This quick turnaround from the neighborhood. Everyone hates them so much. And then the second that they call them to be like, hey, can you help? They're like, I love it. I want to be a witch. Do you mind helping me <laughs> with this exorcism? Yeah. And they're all laughing like it's the funnest time they're having. Like they're in a bouncy castle. Yeah. As Nicole Kidman is writhing like with a demon inside her in like a, <laughs> a very serious ritual right in front of them. Is it also set in like not New England? Yes, I feel I like I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Because it, um, watching um, what's the movie we did? Hocus Pocus. Hmm. It's like okay. I'm. I'm pretty sure it's like filmed in Stars Hollow. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did point out several times. You're like, I did. I think that's Luke's that's the grocery diner. store. Yeah. <laughs> that's Luke. That's Luke. In yeah, the there's Luke right there. Looking grumpy. In the background, it's just Lorelai being like, coffee, coffee, coffee. <laughs> that's all that. Um, there's also a um, a margarita, like a really trippy margarita scene. That yeah. Where they just drink Midnight tequila margaritas. and get drunk in a very eerie, like unsettling way. In a witchy way. No, it started fun and then it got witchy. <laughs> <laughs> Too witchy. When they realize that the tequila's been sent from beyond the grave. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a musty ass tequila. That's a, they should put that on every tequila's label. It would sell. Sent from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like Allie and I bought a bottle of wine to watch Hocus Pocus called The Devil's Wine because it was aged for six years, six months, and six days. Oh, what a so, gimmick. The devil is in so every... Is in a lot of He's food. got his hand in everything. <laughs> the devil was uh, sandwiched between two uh, chocolate Oreo cookies and the, these pistachio Oreo cookies that Sean brought over that I was finished the next day. They were completely addictive. Oh, the devil was in the devil that was day. In, the devil was wedged between... <laughs> the devil's between two crackers. Two delicious crackers. I have to say, those barely tasted like pistachio. They sure didn't. And it was too bad. Um... Yeah, and there's another scene. Oh, you spoke about this, how the music is bonkers and does not fit the film. It doesn't fit it at all. It's very, like, cinematic, like, Disney, like... It was like, it looked like the Jurassic... It felt like the Jurassic theme. Yeah. But as, like, 
as little girls are like happily pushing like a possessed Nicole Kidman in a chair. Yeah. There was like this montage of them, like it seemed like it was like cutesy cutesy, we're getting ready for stuff and like little girls are like helping and it's like they're all like excited. But Nicole Kidman is grinning like a maniac because she's possessed by someone and they're like they're amping up to her. They're prepping for an exorcism. (laughs) Oh, that was bad. That was a good, a good. Um, And then at the very end, there's rumors flying around that every Halloween, the the women climb to the top of their house and fly into the night. And then at the very end of the movie, they do do that. Well, they don't fly into the night. They float float to the ground. (laughs) They they demonstrate uh, power that they have not shown the entire film. (laughs) Except for this part. Yeah, and then in the weakest way. That was another part of Hocus Pocus that I thought was quite funny because the flying scenes, when sometimes they when they should have been quite fast and energetic. When you know, there's a couple <laughs> scenes where they're chasing the uh, the child characters and trying to kind of catch them, mm-hmm. and they're swooping real slow. Where Bette Midler calls on Sarah Jessica Parker to help her, and she's she like, "I'll be there in twenty minutes." Slowly, <laughs> she's like uh, this far away from her, and she moves like <laughs> the slowest pace possible to try and grab her arm. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Oh man, you're right. Well, there should have been a little zip. I can imagine Bet like just tugging on the the strings of that broom, just like trying to get that. Yeah, thing. just like can we, can we move this thing along anymore? I wonder if they're even off the ground in that. I feel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how can they get those stunt people? Do you think they were just on like a scooter? <laughs> I, I feel like they were just like I mean, hanging on, like sitting on a stool with a bunch of fans around them. Okay. Um, well, what else did you watch? I watched Casper. Oh, I love Casper. Casper is so cute. What is um, it? I think it's a very uh, Hocus Pocus adjacent It is. Movie. It's insane, He's like, it's like yeah. quite cute. A, a boy trio, trapped. A trio of evil 17th people. 17th century dead children. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who kind of make an appearance. Those children are literally the same. Yeah, like they're, they're, cut, and, they're very much cut from and the same Thackeray. Club. Yeah, who yeah. I thought everyone my whole ta- life was trying to say Zachary, but with a bad Zachary, mouth. <laughs> just a thick mouth. With Zachary Biggs, <laughs> but they can say Biggs. But they can say Biggs, fine. <laughs> it's only Zets. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There is like there's an evil trio, and there's yeah. uh, an attractive. 17th century child. Wait, who's the evil? The, the like, other ghosts? The, go- the three ghost uncles? Oh, there is three of them. Yeah, they're nasty little guys. They're nasty guys. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> they're gross. I know. <laughs> I can see you laughing. Laugh. Laughing so hard. The scene where they eat food and it falls right through <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, slopping <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Just loving. I did. Um, yeah. Who? Carrie... Kerrigan Crittenden, the evil, the you know the the woman that's trying to steal. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. She is great. That bought the house. She's looking for the treasure. Yes, that actress. I hope she's she still is alive. great. I wish she does more. She has a real, a real distinctive voice. voice. <laughs> Kids, I hate them. <laughs> she also is the bad, the um, the villainess from. But I want to be a cheerleader. She's like a conversion camp oh. owner. But I, but I, I'm a but I am a cheerleader. But I am a cheerleader. What did I say? <laughs> I wanna, but I want to be a cheerleader. But I think I want to be a cheerleader. The character already is. <laughs> so this, uh, a sentence fragment. Take what you will. <laughs> well, I think we should move along. Oh, yeah. We're near the end of our show. And, yeah, but let's we do need it. to spend time to talk about uh, what you're watching. What have you guys been taking in this week? Well, I missed the memo <laughs> for <laughs> Halloween movies, so I've just been um, filling myself up with um, uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, tr- the Millennium Trilogy. And not that you need to know my personal journey, but I used to live in Sweden, and so in anticipation of like the cold months ahead, and I'm feeling very kind of like homesick for Sweden at the moment, so I really wanted to hear some Swedish voices and like revisit that. And, you know, the Swedish landscape is just so beautiful. You don't think the Swedish serial killer uh, frightens you a bit of Sweden? There's there's a current serial killer in Sweden? No, but, like, isn't the movie, there's, like... Oh, 
yeah, I mean, he, well, he's con- yes, he's contained. Yes, that's, I guess so. <laughs> I'm defending a fictional Swedish <laughs> serial killer. Um, and also, like, who doesn't want to watch a film about a woman enacting revenge on, like, awful men? Oh, yeah. So that's, okay, so the Millennium one, is that Rooney Mara, or is that the... And the Elizabeth other woman that has the Salander. name very similar to hers. Uh, Numi Rapaz, Numi is, Rapaz is the Rapaz. Elizabeth Salander in the, the Swedish right, trilogy. Right. Uh, yeah, that was, so I think that, like, 2009. Um, not the David Fincher version. Yeah, so I was watching the original ones. Um, and I love the David Fincher version, too. Um, but he didn't do the trilogy. He just did one, right? Yes, he just did one. But uh, I know that there's a new one coming out, too. Mm. So that was also a little reason. With Claire Foy. With the Queen. With, Foy. With the yeah, Queen. yeah. With my girl Claire Foy, it looks great. Looks I, really can't good. B- I cannot believe it. That's such a great choice to be like, I don't have to play this prim and prop, <laughs> this prim and prop dowd anymore. Yeah, it seems like a very smart move for her, and I, I, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Well, yeah. Good but luck to your, uh, to your Swedish um, chasing. <laughs> my, my Swedish <laughs> sweet chaser. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Christy? Oh, I don't. I pass. No, I. Okay, so I really love like a holiday, a, like a Christmas themed Hallmark made for TV movie, like oh. cheese ball. Christy, it is way and early. I know. Well, okay, here's what I just realized they make like autumn themed ones. Oh my God. So I've been watching many of those because they all come in at like a cool 86 minutes. <laughs> you can watch a couple in an evening, <laughs> and they're just so. These feel like whole, Hallmark movies, is yeah, it, is like a romantic. Like he's a pumpkin farmer, and she's lost all her money, but she's a rich girl from the city. And then she goes to the farm, and they fall in love. And um, is there Christianity involved? Sometimes this sounds exactly sometimes like not always undertones though. And have, have either of you seen Christian Mingle, the Christian Mingle movie? I watched half of it after some drinks, and do you think that disagreed it. with the, the? But I did Christian Mingle make a, a Christian Mingle values? profile after watching that. You did just for jokes, though. Oh. I didn't actually pay for it. Oh, or do anything with it. <laughs> you didn't meet any any Christians? No. <laughs> It's a well. It's a great film. You should like dedicate a whole. They're all show. It's yeah, a great genre. I think that you. I think Ali has suggested doing a Hallmark movie episode. Yeah, yeah. We definitely. It's rich. Should. It's a rich it's genre. Rich. Oh my god! <laughs> I had no idea. I had two aficionados. No friend of the show, Jeremy McPherson, and I have a drinking game for the Christmas ones. What are they? Oh, it's like he owns a tree farm. Or like, <laughs> Or, <laughs> tree. or like a tree, or like an orchard. You know, like they there's a miscommunication, and it's it's good. That sounds amazing. She there's makes royalty. Friends in a coffee yeah. shop. She lies about who she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how dating life is. Oh, fair. Always lying. <laughs> I mean, that's what they say about those movies. They are incredibly hyper real. Like it's yes. yeah, like a Christian, they're, they're all kitchen sink movies ripped from the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just like a GoPro. <laughs> um, so this week, I've been watching a lot of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Oh. Um, Please give us your review. I was like, I was a little nervous to watch it, not um, because of the Riverdale of it all. I was scared that it would <laughs> okay. like, you know, that it would really go off the dang rails. But so far, the series is so good. Um, it stars Kiernan Shipka as Sabrina, best name besides Numi Rapace and uh, <laughs> Rooney Mara. <laughs> um, all these women should be hanging out. Um, it's really, it's fun, it's feminist, it's a sometimes scary, like witchy little romp. Um, Lucy Davis is very funny as her aunt Hilda. She's a little British comedian. She, and Harvey is the sweetest possible person. Um, he's played by an actor named Ross Lynch, who I looked up and is just a, like a little pop punk like Disney star, um, who made just an insane jump to this. He also played a young Jeffrey Dahmer, <gasps> and I looked oh. at the photos and they're crazy. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, wow, he's making some real oh, choices. Okay. Um, another crazy thing I discovered, a terrifying thing, is that his siblings are all named. His name's Ross. His siblings are Rydell, Riker, Rocky, and Ryland. <gasps> 
Ooh, That's important yeah. information. It is something uh, that yeah. I wanted to relate. That is like I felt like I could tell it. Middle America. Well. <laughs> yeah. But um In the Heartland. It looks very dark, the new Sabrina. I watched the trailer. It looks kind of very gory and um it's not is- not fluffy. Oh, there's, it's not. there's a bit of fluff. It is gory, but it's like it's like campy gore. I don't get why the one aunt is British, but the other one's not. She's a subdued. Is that British. ever explained? They also have sometimes a... Brits happen. <laughs> you just were born that way. <laughs> like Allie just was born down the block from yeah. me, and she's she's been doing born this, <laughs> putting it on forever. It's an affectation. <laughs> it's just uh, what is Max? From RuPaul's Drag Race, say he's like, it's uh oh, he's just like it's just elocution, <laughs> it's just good elocution. That's all it is. Um, anyway, I'm very much enjoying it, and it feels like a little childhood comic popped to life, and I like it. That's cute. So get into it, but there's also the scary parts. Yeah, it's t- there's a man that frightened me recently. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. Riverdale's scary too now. What Riverdale's scary? Yeah. What's happening? The Gargoyle King. Oh my God! They're See, playing this is like this, I'm like nervous. Dungeons and Dragons style game, but they're all like killing themselves doing it. See, this is Dilton's why I'm, I was frightened. <laughs> I'm like, Sabrina, don't listen to any of these showrunners from Riverdale because <laughs> they'll put up a damn Gargoyle King. <laughs> oh yeah, that's only like. That's only that's only that's only the tip of the iceberg there. Again, as <laughs> soon as I, off the rails. Uh, this, I watched the first season, loved it. Second season, when things got into the serial killer and the uh, the jingle, jingle jangle, the jingle jangle. <laughs> people are doing a drug called jingle jangle. And oh gosh! <laughs> and it comes at a pixie stick. <laughs> was, I'm too old for this. It was really embarrassing. I'm, they are too. They <laughs> yes. Not young people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, thank you so much to my special guests, Christy Zoltzman and Ellie King. I won't thank do your spooky you. I was going to say, <laughs> no jokes this time? <laughs> what, are you out? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, wait, do I have one more? I think I wrote, oh, I said, let's get this party startled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh, I think it did. <laughs> but now it made the cut. Um, I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use the song Manituna for our theme song and our generous sponsor, the RPL Film Theater. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for lending us your ears. The show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6, rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so please give us a follow and have a good night. Ooh. Ooh.